Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and today we are diving into part two of our four-part mindset series. So today we're going to talk all about our emotions, our feelings, emotional intelligence. This is the second part of the process that's happening within our mindset. So if you haven't already listened to episode 93, which is part one of the mindset series, we dove into thoughts there. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode before diving in to this episode because it will make so much sense. And we're carrying on assuming that you've already listened to that episode. So I just want to remind everybody that this mindset series, I am delivering this at absolutely the perfect time because we're all going through so much mindset drama at the moment. And all that means is we have had a situation that was unplanned that we could never possibly have imagined happen globally to all of us as a human race. And so we don't know how to react or respond to this. So our minds are going wild using fear-based thinking and feeling and really it's just running the show, right? Rather than us as the individuals deciding how we want to think about what's going on in the world and importantly, as we'll discuss today, how we want to feel about what is going on in the world. Now, what I want to suggest is that we can look at the world around us And this is at any point, no matter what your circumstances are. So if we're not experiencing the coronavirus and our current global uh, environment later in the future, and you're listening to this, you can also use this podcast episode to support you with whatever you're going on and through in your life right now. So you want to ask yourself always, no matter where you are, and it really should be regardless of the circumstances that are happening around you, how do I want to feel? What do I want to spend my life feeling? And this isn't to bypass the uncomfortable feelings that we feel, as we'll discuss later in this episode. I truly believe that we're here to feel the good and the bad. I actually believe that there isn't good and there isn't bad. We're just here to experience it all. And the sooner that we can see that those emotions that we try to escape and numb and not feel are actually just another experience that feels a different way to the emotions that we allow ourselves to feel, that really does set you free because suddenly you don't need to avoid situations that you're faced with. You don't need to avoid uncertainty. You don't need to avoid fear because you're okay to feel the emotional response you have to those situations, which are always generated first by the thoughts that you're thinking. So this is what happens. We have a thought and then that thought generates an emotional response. 
a feeling, right? And that emotional response, that feeling is felt in our body. It's a physical sensation. Your body literally responds to all of the thoughts that you're thinking. Now, because as humans, our mind can think so many thoughts at once and it can think so many thoughts over a period of time, that means that our body is potentially responding to a lot of different contradictory uh, ways of thinking. The ones that it's responding to in the moment that is running the course of your life are going to be the most dominant thought patterns that you have at this time. And as we discussed in our last episode, those most dominant thought patterns are simply the ones that you have thought the most and continued to enable by allowing your mind to continue to collect evidence to support them. So basically, the mind is just being left to run the show without you as the consciousness within you that can notice how you're thinking, directing the ship and intentionally choosing and selecting and pulling on programs that support the way you want to view the world around you. So these thoughts, whether they're unconscious or whether they're conscious, and all that means is they're automatic or they are intentionally directed by the conscious part of you, no matter what, they're going to generate an emotional response in your body. And while you go through the process of changing your thoughts and up-leveling your mindset, what will happen is that you will have thoughts still going on in your head that are very loud and you'll have this emotional response to them. And at the same time, you're attempting to create new beliefs for yourself. So you have this cognitive dissonance where you have these beliefs that go directly contradictory to the new beliefs that you're trying to create. So you have to be willing in this process to think new thoughts, but not yet have created the automatic program and also the emotional response. It takes time. That emotional response will probably not be your dominant emotional state that you find yourself in until you start to actually believe the new thoughts you're thinking. And the way that you start to believe the new thoughts that you're thinking is by is through the repetition, but more importantly, by collecting evidence to support those new thoughts. And so all that is, is looking at your world exactly as it is now, nothing changing, literally nothing has to change except the thought that you're thinking and then collecting evidence for. So it's this real equal participation. There's the, all right, this is what I want to start thinking. And then let's go a step further further and start noting mentally or writing it down exactly what I can see in my current set of circumstances that supports this thought. And honestly, you can find evidence to support whatever thought you want to think. So this is where we left off in our last episode in part one. And today we want to focus on the next part, which is about this emotional response that those thoughts generate. Now, actually, for a lot of people, before you notice the thoughts that you're thinking, what you actually notice 
are the emotions that you're feeling or that you're just feeling bad and you don't want to feel this way. And so you might be trying to avoid the way that you're feeling. Now, what is kind of hard for people to get their minds around is that actually, no matter what we're feeling, the way to create space to feel in a different way to the dominant state that you're feeling right now is to feel your emotions, whatever that dominant emotional state is within you right now. So this goes against everything our mind tells us because it's like, hang on, but I know that the way that I'm feeling and that I'm trying to avoid because it's uncomfortable and painful is going to feel painful. I'm going to suffer as a result of feeling this. So why would I try to lean in to that discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling? Well, the reason is simply that any emotion, whether it feels good or it feels bad, whether it feels expansive or it feels heavy and contracting and painful, Any emotion that we have to experience is there to be experienced. It just needs to be felt. And when you feel it, it will be released. But if you try to avoid it, it usually just becomes louder and louder and louder. And that's why when people finally get to actually facing their emotions and the emotions that they've been hiding from for many, many years, it can feel really overwhelming. So what we want to do is work at feeling our emotions now. And if you are going through a situation where you have really big emotions to experience and they feel really, really overwhelming and you feel like you really need support as you go through that process, that is a beautiful way to support yourself. I too have had emotional responses to thoughts I've been unconsciously thinking for my entire lifetime that have come up and they have felt so heavy. And so I have sought support to to support me through that process of feeling them so that I felt safe to open up and feel them. And so I want you to know that that is a really beautiful thing to be doing for yourself as well, if that's something that you need. Okay, so let's just dial it back for a moment and first start with the first point I want you to take away from this mindset training today. And that is that our thoughts generate a feeling. So whatever we're thinking, we have to know that there is going to be an emotional response to deal with. And that emotional response shows up in our body. So it's really interesting because the mind communicates in a mental way through thoughts, but then our body communicates through feelings. So we try to use our mind, which is where most of us are looking at our world through. We try to translate what we're feeling using the mind, but they're two different communication systems. So there really isn't a a spot on language to equivalent to describe how we're feeling. We just do the best we can. And that's why people will be like, well, to me, it feels like X, Y, Z. And then to someone else, it feels different. Like if you ask yourself, how do I experience disappointment? Or how do I experience uncertainty in my body? 
What does that feel like to you? We will all have different explanations. And that is because our feelings are part of our feminine energy, our feminine creative power. Our thoughts are part of our masculine creative power. They're just, they're connected, but they're different systems, right? They work differently. And so this explains why if you're a very mental person, it you can feel really disconnected from your emotions. You can feel really disconnected from the way that you're feeling. And then when we start to go through this mindset work and you suddenly start feeling your feelings and noticing what's there, it can feel really overwhelming. And that's why it's really beautiful to make sure we have support as we go through this process. And there are many different uh, people that can support you through that process. So that emotional response is a physical sensation in your body. It shows up differently in different ways and through different mental descriptions for all of us. So what is super important is to, in order to feel your feelings, in order to create space to feel new feelings, and in order to release your feelings is that you are aware of how you're feeling right now in this moment. So you want to get really intelligent with understanding your emotional library, how your emotions show up for you. So you want to know, okay, right now, what I'm physically feeling in my body is XYZ, you write it down, you describe exactly how you're feeling, and then you can give it a label. What is that emotion to you? What does that emotion feel like to you? And suddenly what you're doing is creating your own emotional library so that when the next time you feel these physical sensations, you can be like, ah, what I'm feeling right now is frustration. What I'm feeling right now is anxiety. What I'm feeling right now is sadness. And what this helps you to do is then ask yourself, well, what am I thinking that is contributing to the way that I'm feeling? And you can ask also ask the same questions of yourself when you're feeling something that feels good. Like perhaps you feel peaceful, grounded, centered, neutral, loving, calm, joyful, happy, grateful, What does that feel like in your body and what thoughts contribute to that feeling? Now, sometimes we can have physical reactions that are not generated by thoughts within our body. This is going a little bit more advanced at the moment, but we'll just dive into it for a moment. So sometimes you will have a physical response, an emotional reaction without a thought generating the way that you're feeling. But what happens is as soon as our body is flooded with the emotion that we're experiencing, our brain is going to start thinking thoughts to confirm that emotional state. And this is what it's happening. It's like we're trying to continue the emotional state. That's what the mind wants. It's like right now you're feeling afraid. So I am going to flood you with thoughts that are going to keep you feeling afraid. Right now you're feeling happy. I'm going to flood you with thoughts that keep you feeling happy until the mind notices a new circumstance and then it chooses the older, louder programming, which is usually one that's based on fear. 
So what we want to do is simply bring awareness to how we're feeling. And then the next step is then allowing ourselves to feel what we're feeling. This is going to create space in your life to select new emotions that you want to feel. What's really interesting is that usually we all experience a, the, the same few emotions every single day. So one of the exercise that I want you to start doing is to create like we did in the last episode is to create a feeling log now. So we did a thought log in our part one, part two, your homework is to do a feeling log. What am I feeling today? What, how does that show up in my body? How does it feel in my body? For instance, I feel my heart palpitating. I feel my hands starting to perspire. I feel a knot in my stomach. Note down the physical sensations in your body. And this is going to help you identify one, what the common emotional state is that you're in on a day-to-day basis at the moment. And two, it's going to help you build up that emotional library. So then we want to feel the feelings, right? You want to sit with them. Maybe you just want to close your eyes and by simply noting how it's feeling in your body, that's going to help you to feel them. And you just want to experience the emotion without attachment or judgment. The mind's going to come in and say, no, 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 don't, don't feel that emotion. It's really bad. It's really painful, but it's just a knot in our stomach. It's just a heart palpitating. It's just hands sweating. When you can remind yourself of that as you experience the emotion, it takes the power and the fear away from what you're experiencing. And you can then simply witness the emotion, feel your body's response without judging it as good or bad. And then this means that we can become fearless Because we're not avoiding that feeling of fear anymore. We're allowing ourselves to feel bad sometimes. We're allowing ourselves to feel afraid, to feel frustrated. It's okay. And the beautiful thing about our emotions are that they're always just giving us information. This is where it comes back to mindset. Your emotions are either showing you what thoughts you're thinking and they're giving you evidence as to whether they are aligned with how you want to live your life or whether they're not. They're also giving you information when something is not working in your life. Now, we always start with our thoughts because that's the like the immediate relief that we can get no matter what, even if we do need to change something in our life. But secondly, sometimes we're going down a path that isn't meant for us, that doesn't feel good. Like for instance, when you schedule a plan, I was just talking to one of my friends uh, about this topic the other night. She calls it pre-living where we have this obsession with planning our lives. I know my mind does. And so then we become attached to the plan, right? And then as we're going along the journey, executing the plan, when we start to get information that suggests, hey, this plan, like parts of it need to change. What happens is when we're really attached, which is the function of the mind, it is attached. It's an attached mechanism. 
it is attached to the plan. So it starts to create suffering when you try to change or pivot away from the plan itself. So you will start to receive information that either the way you need to think about the plan needs to change or the way you need to think about your circumstances need to change. And also, ah, actually, I don't actually enjoy what I'm doing here or I don't actually like this environment that I'm in. And now I have this emotional response to it, like my body is talking to me. And so I just need to use that information to course correct and also to choose more supportive thinking. So for instance, your the information you might receive might be body led and it might be that, okay, I need to course correct. But then your thought might be, no, but I have to stick to the plan. If you don't stick to the plan, you're a failure. And so your emotional response that you're feeling is the discomfort in the environment that you're in. But then on top of it, it's the discomfort from the thoughts that you're thinking. And what's also fascinating is that our thoughts will generate different emotional responses for all of us too. So me thinking, I've got this, or me thinking, I'm abundant, or me thinking, I'm going to be successful, or these people are going to work with me or whatever it is, that could create a different emotional response for all of us. Some people, it's going to be fear. Other people, it's going to be peace and neutrality. Other people, it might be joy. Like you don't know what the emotional response will be. You just have to feel it and see what what it is, right? So you want to make sure that you're feeling the way that you're feeling in that moment. You're taking the information that's being given to you, and you're also taking stock of how your thoughts are contributing in that moment. And we always want to start there because if you start to shift your thoughts and you notice that you're still feeling really uncomfortable, then you know that there's some information there to learn and you will get better and better at learning the difference between when this is your body talking and when it's completely your mind taking over. And let me just be clear because some of my clients get confused with this. 99.9% of the time, I would say it is your mind that is generating the emotional response that you're having. That other 0.1% of the time is you know when it's your inner voice talking to you. You just know, you have this sense, look, something needs to change. And then our mind makes it more confusing. So as soon as you remove the mind confusion, it will create space for you to feel what's actually going on and then just use that information to course correct. So our emotions are great. Every single one of them has a purpose. They're there to tell us something. And if you're not feeling your feelings, you're not receiving the information. And that means that's why we stay stuck in situations that aren't good for us. Like I did when I was working in law and my body was screaming at me to say, this isn't the best environment for you. So the more we start to feel those uncomfortable feelings, especially because they're the ones we try to escape from, the more closer and aligned you will be to the life that you want to lead and the business that you want to be in. 
Now, how this relates to the coronavirus is that what happens with our when we have this automatic thought response to the global pandemic or whatever your circumstances are, is that we all feel like, look, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling uncertain, I'm feeling insecure, and I'm feeling unsafe. Insert whatever other emotions you're feeling at the moment. And we think the story we believe in that we've bought in is that we are feeling this way because of the circumstances, because the circumstances that we see around us have changed overnight. But the truth is that the only reason we are feeling this way is because of the thoughts that we are thinking. So you can still experience the circumstance of there being coronavirus. You can experience the circumstance of failing, of losing something, of being sick. You can still experience that circumstance and feel in a way that is supportive of how you want to feel. You can still feel anxious, uncertain, insecure, unsafe, unhealthy, and whatever else it is for you. You can still have those feelings there too and feel them because your mind is generating those thoughts automatically. But then what you want to do is ask yourself, well, how do I actually want to feel in this situation? What would be more supportive of me? And then using that information, that is how you can start to select thoughts that are supportive of you. So actually, it's really beautiful to have the information about what you're feeling right now to understand what you're thinking right now. And it's also really helpful to know how you want to feel to select thoughts that are supportive of you too. And this is because how we feel is what also contributes to the thoughts that we think because our mind wants to keep feeding us thoughts to keep us in that emotional state that we're in. And the way that we feel is what we then fuel the way that we spend our time. So all of the things that we do in our life and all of the things we choose not to do. We'll talk more about that in the next episode in part three. And then this is what then leads us to the results we create in our life and the reality that we experience and live in. This is why when someone is feeling unworthy, right? Or they're feeling ashamed or guilty. And then they go and take an action that is like, for instance, they go and market their work. Then they don't see the result of people engaging with their stuff, or they don't see people uh, buying their products or services, or they don't, they don't get whatever the result is that they wanted. It, and they think, well, but I did the thing, like I shared it and they might've done the most perfect job in the world of sharing it. Like they shared its value. They connected to their soulmate clients, pain points, and all of these things that we know we need to do as business owners. But the, what they fueled all of that with was a feeling that is out of alignment with what they want to create in their life. You can't create results that are out of alignment with the way you feel because the way we feel is a vibration we send out into the universe and what we see around us 
matches the way that we feel, whatever that primary state is. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you have to avoid negative feeling because that just becomes bigger and louder and it be- it is your emotional vibration, even though you don't want it. So simply being like, okay, well, I'm just going to be positive and optimistic and choose new thoughts and ignore what's going on in my body. That's going to It's not going to give you the result that you want. It's not going to create or manifest what you want. Instead, it's going to continue you attracting the things that you don't want in your life. So your emotional vibration is really, really important. You want to feel the way that you're feeling and you want to choose to primarily be in an emotional state that is supportive of you. And, you know, I really feel that the most supportive emotional state we can be in is actually just feeling grounded, feeling at peace with ourselves and what's going on and in the world around us and feeling centered, right? Because this beautiful, calm, neutral place stops us from being attached to either being in suffering or to experiencing joy even all the time, right? It's just like, hey, I can be here with myself. I can feel at peace. I can feel grounded and present no matter what's going on around me. And that's a really beautiful emotional state to be in and a total possibility for you as we navigate the coronavirus situation. I honestly want to share that my primary emotional state throughout all of this has been just that. I have felt grounded. I have felt peaceful and I have felt present in my life. There have been times, of course, when I've been taken out of that, but my primary emotional state has been this. And you know what's helped me to have this emotional response? It's not because I've just suddenly decided this is how I want to feel. It's from practicing this in other areas of my life when I've had so much out of my control, for instance, the last three and plus years of my business journey. And I have kept choosing to practice feeling peaceful, present and grounded and to choose thoughts that support that throughout that roller coaster of my business journey, throughout moving around the world, throughout navigating all of this newness in my life. And over time, it's now become my primary emotional state. And the only reason that I am now aware of that is because we've had something super significant happen. And my reaction was one of peace, groundedness and presence. And that's what I discovered about myself when I was in the U.S., and I, re- I learned that the conference I'd traveled over there to go to had been canceled and that uh, the, the country was in a state of emergency and that there was now this global pandemic and I was in another country, not in my home, not with my family. I was traveling by myself, which I love to do. And so these were all reasons that my mind once upon a time would have latched onto to pull on an old program of being afraid and anxious and unsafe. But because of this practice I have been in over time, I suddenly was able to see that, wow, it's really working. So this is what we're doing here. Everything that we do, this thought log that you do, the emotional log that you do, we're building, we're building into long-term change but it requires our commitment because you've got to continue doing it even when you're not seeing the results, even when you're not seeing yourself respond 
with the thoughts that you want to be thinking, even when your mind is still looking for evidence to support another way of thinking, even when you still experience emotions that feel painful. That's all good. Like the anxiety that I felt, the uncertainty, the insecurity, the unsafe, like I need to feel those emotions too, because they are true too. And this is what allows us to connect with one another. It's what allows us to have compassion for other people. It's what makes us human and they're all there to experience. And I am grateful that I get to feel anxious. I'm grateful that I get to feel uncertain, that I get to feel insecure and unsafe because it reminds me of what my pathway is back to feeling certain, secure, safe, calm, balanced. It's just a reminder that, hey, this is one extreme and there's also another. And you can find something in the middle if you want. You can choose where do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What is going to be most supportive for how you want to live your life? So my beautiful friends, what I would love for you to take from today is that we want to feel our feelings. It's the most important thing that we can do. Don't escape them. Don't numb them. That's what we use things like eating and gossiping and even exercising at times can be that. Like really, your whatever you use to what Brooke Castillo calls buffering, whatever you use to escape and numb from your feelings, it's personal to you. We can overwork. We can overdrink. We can spend our money. We can waste time doing other things, like whatever it is. It, it, it doesn't matter about the activity. What matters is that you do it to avoid feeling. We want to feel. It's where all of the magic lies. Truly, it is. Okay, I could go on about feelings forever. <laughs> In Embrace Your Feminine Essence, I go into this topic in a big way, and it's also a really big part of how I teach business in Create Your Beautiful Biz and every other way that I teach business, and it's also a big part of what we cover in my Mindset Makeover course, which goes deeper into all of this. So our thoughts, our sorry, our feelings show us what our thoughts are, and they also show us what we're unconsciously committed to. I'm unconsciously committed to feeling unsafe all the time. I'm unconsciously committed to feeling poor all the time or as my primary emotional response. We see what our unconscious commitments are. They point us to our thoughts. And so the way to change our emotional state, the way to to support ourselves in life, the way to take that ownership back of your life so that you're directing your mind rather than it directing you is that now you have the information and the awareness you need to choose different thoughts, to accept your feelings and to feel your feelings so you can release them and let them go. And then therefore you can choose the right emotional fuel to spend to, to invest into the way you spend your time and to the results that you want to align with and therefore the reality that you want to live in. So whenever you notice that you're feeling bad in particular, that is a clue. It's a clue for you to have a look at what you're thinking. It's a clue for you that there's an emotion that really needs to be felt. 
It's a clue for you to slow down and feel your feelings. And then you want to ask yourself, well, how do I actually want to feel? What's the primary emotional state that I want to live my life in? What's the primary feeling that I want to feel in my body? And what is this emotion telling me about what I'm thinking? How do my thoughts need to change to help me create the emotional state that I want to live my life in? No matter what, the primary emotional state that I want to live my life in. Ask yourself these questions, feel your feelings and watch your reality change, my friends. It really changes absolutely everything. And as humans, as business owners, it's really important that the business we create is aligned with the way that we want to feel. And what many of my clients believe is that they just need to change the circumstances. They just need to not do marketing anymore. They just need to not need to sell anything. They just need to change their price or the website or the copy. They just need to not need to connect with their community. They just need to change all of these circumstances and then they're going to feel differently. And we think this about life. If only the circumstances around me change, I'll feel differently. But then we move, we change, and we bring that emotional state with us. It's not the circumstances that need to change. It's not a lot of things about your business potentially as well. What needs to change primarily is the thoughts that you're thinking and therefore the emotions that you're feeling. And that's beautiful because it means you don't need to throw everything out. You can start inside your own mind and make amazing changes. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. Thank you for joining me for part two of this four-part mindset series. I remind you that there are another two installments that you will be hearing from me with, and I'm really excited to dive into those next two topics and to hear how you're all going with your new feeling log and feeling your beautiful feelings. All right, my friends, I will see you again soon. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.